When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. And Toolmart, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA-owned and operated for over 40 years. Well, there was a couple of real significant events across the weekend, and both in the rugby codes, in my opinion. Firstly, in Rugby League, we saw Samoa beat England to get through to the Rugby League World Cup final next weekend against Australia, who will start hot favourites. But still, Samoa are in the final, ahead of the likes of England and co., which is an incredible performance. New Zealand, uh, just to name another nation that was expected to be in the firing line. And the other one is that Italy stunned Australia with a 28 to 27 win in the Autumn Nation Series. Now it's their first ever win over the Wallabies and a landmark win for that country against one of the rugby's real heavy hitters. And I thought we can't let this just simply be swept aside. We need to talk about it because there is a World Cup coming up and some are saying now that rugby and the Wallabies have got no hope whatsoever in getting anywhere close enough to maybe win the World Cup next year, maybe looking now at four years down the track. When we talk rugby, I invite this gentleman on because he knows the sport better than uh, most. Uh, Mick Collis, thanks for your time. Pete, always a pleasure. And, mate, there is there is so much to talk about with you. And I want to start with the rugby league with um, with that great win by yes. Samoa, as you, as you mentioned. And it's it's funny, he, it, Samoa's coached by a guy called Matt Parrish. And Matt is a former rugby player, played um, for Eastwood in, in Sydney. Oh, he, he was one of my best mates at school. So is I've known that Matt right? for a long time. Right. And it's funny because last, last year, the, uh, the players signed a letter saying that they didn't want Matt to coach Samoa. They wanted the, Andrew, the Johns brothers, Andrew and Matthew Johns and Sonny B. Williams, to take over and coach Samoa. And that letter's gone to the King of Samoa. And the King of Samoa said, no, I want to keep Matt in charge. And their first game at this World Cup against England, they got beat by 60 points to six. And everyone mm. said, Matt Parrish has got to go. Matt's got to go. And now, for some, somehow, they've, they've turned it around. And, um, yeah, look, Samoa now into the final, World Cup final. They'd, they'd never made a semi-final before. And now that little tiny nation is a, is a rugby league World Cup final. So it's a fantastic moment for that, that country. And uh, we're very happy for Matt, obviously, as well. Yeah, no, it's a fantastic story. The biggest game in Samoan history is coming up against the Australians. What if they beat Australia, the Kangaroos? That'll be something else. Oh, let's hope it's a, a close rugby league yeah, World I'm, Cup final. That's what we're hoping yeah, for. Yeah, I hope they didn't. I hope they didn't. Because when they, I don't know if you saw the end when they, again, it went to Golden Point yeah. in the semi final and they won it. And, I'm, and they, they celebrated like they'd won the World Cup. So I'm hoping that they've still got something left in the tank 
to uh, to come up against the Australians next week. But there's a heap of, you know, I think there's about five Penrith players in that Samoan side that won the grand final in the NRL. So they won't be intimidated. They've played against those guys alongside them. So hopefully they'll put up a good contest. Yeah, and that was a great story. What about the Italians? How the hell did this happen? How did this happen, Mickey? Again, it goes into the history books. Uh, the Azuri have never beaten the Wallabies, but they did it again in a close contest at the weekend. I know there was a few name players rested by David Rennie, but still. Yeah, mate, we were miles off. And, and that's the thing. That was the 19th time the Wallabies have played Italy. The average winning margin is 21 points that Australia's beaten Italy by, and we've gone around and lost by a point. And the Italians, they left 14 points on the field with missed kicks. So it shouldn't have even come down to that last, you know, unfortunate young the guy making his test debut to miss that kick. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have even been in that situation. So it was an abysmal performance by the Wallabies. And there's a lot of finger-pointing going on and a lot of talk about... I mean, look, Dave Rennie... We've spoken a couple of times. I don't particularly know if he's the answer or not, but he made 11 changes, 12. One guy, uh, Nick Frost, got crook. So 12 changes to a team from the test they played um, last week. So you're never going to get the cohesion. And, and, you know, some of the guys he left out, he left out Michael Hooper. Mm. Now, Hooper hasn't played all year. He said because it was five test matches in a row, which they only did for the money anyway. So that was purely just to try and raise some money. Hooper hasn't played all year. He doesn't need a rest. So you've got one of the best players in the world on his day. He's sitting on the sideline watching. And I just think it was just a really... It was a, I think they treated the Italians um, poorly. I think they thought that was the game that they were going to win on this tour. So let's just give the, the B guys a bit of a run. But just uh, just uh, look, some dumb, dumb selections... And what he doesn't understand, like you know, he might be a genius, and we might come out and win the World Cup next year, and everyone will think, God, this was all part of the plan. But the way rugby in Australia is at the moment, you can't afford to put out a mediocre performance. When interest is waning as it is, you can't afford to put out a team that gets beaten by Italy. So anyone that's just hanging on by their fingernails as a supporter is now thinking, oh, no, mate, bugger this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the league next week. I'm not, I'm not even going to watch Australia pile on in the rugby. So we've got to win rugby matches. We can't be thinking this is all for a plan for, for 12 months' time because there won't be any fans to watch in mm, 12 months' time. It's interesting. Uh, I know Sterling Mortlock, the uh, former World Cup captain, says, uh, apart from being a train wreck lost to Italy, that they need to address, this is a national side, systemic discipline issues once and for all. Uh, is there real discipline problems with some of the teams or some of the players within the team? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I think we gave away 16 penalties to their eight and we had a yellow card. And again, the yellow card by this Jake Gordon, the halfback, they're calling it, it was like a hip and shoulder. And in rugby, you can't, you can't take people out off the ball. And this, and this the number 10 for um, Italy was down the sideline, kicked it, and Jake Gordon took him out, knocked him into touch. So Jake Gordon has to spend 10 minutes in the bin. So all of a sudden, your team's down to 14 men and the Italians scored, you know, about a minute or two after that. So it's just these little stupid mistakes that we continually make. And we make them, you know, we might be on the attack and finally getting some momentum and someone will do something stupid and give away a penalty or, or you know, we're defending and everyone's defending strongly and someone will give away a dumb penalty and they'll, they'll kick the goal for the point. So it's these little things they do which take pressure off at the wrong time. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that's, that's a coaching issue and, 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 it, and it could well be, but just the players have got to be better than that. You know, they, they know the rules and it's, uh, mate, it's such a frustrating... Oh, I love the game and I love the Wallabies, but, geez, they're making it tough at the moment to support them just because those simple errors 
that they do make. And again, not helped by the decision. So right at the very end, so a young kid, you know, look, and again, our number 10 has been an issue for, for since Bradman was a boy, basically. Yeah. You just can't find a, a decent number 10. And there's this young kid, Noel Alessio. What, he's only he's 22, played, Mick? He's about 22? Yeah, he's about 22. And they thought he was going to be the next big thing. So they put all their, all their eggs in one basket with him. They give him a couple of tests and they won't play him against the All Blacks. They give him a couple of tests, they won't play him again. So he started this weekend. They didn't really like him. So they've put on this young kid, Ben Donaldson, who was a very good number 10 for the Waratahs, put him on for the last four minutes in a close game. And then he's been the one, because Alessio was the kicker. Alessio's off. So this guy, Ben Donaldson, has got to line up the kick. He's only, it's his first, you know, four minutes in test rugby and he's, and he's missed the kick. So you think, God, why, why put a, a kid on for your debut with four minutes to go, put him on at half time, give him some time to actually mm. get into the rhythm of the game. And but but Rennie, some of his selection things that he does, so that's what what they're talking about now. At the moment, he is God. He's the sole selector and the coach. They're now talking about bringing in a selection panel of people to try and take some of that control off Dave Rennie because at the moment the decisions that he is making they're not working. It looks like, as you mentioned, uh, they're going to play Ireland this week and it looks like they'll field their strongest possible side. So it means the likes, and they missed out, Captain James Slipper, Parecki, Hooper, yep. Valentini, Foley, Callaway, they'll all be included. So it'll be a far different looking team against the Irish. And I suppose they need to maybe win back a bit of credibility against the Irish. Yeah, but geez, they're making it tough. The Ireland are ranked number one in the world at the moment. So it's certainly... It's not going to be an easy run for them. And you just think about, if you're a part of that Wallaby team at the moment, I think morale, look, they're on tour, they're playing for their country, they're with their mates. Yeah, it doesn't get much better. But but to think, the, I think the morale would be a little bit down because there's a lot of negative media about that team. That team that actually lost on the weekend, they've now got that little bit of history of, of losing for the first time against Italy. So it's, it would have been great if they were coming into this island game on a high, but they're going to come in, you know, they're going to, they're, they're I mean, they've always wanted to win, but now they're almost, they're, they've got that added level of desperation to win just to try and win back the public. So it puts all this undue pressure on these players that they, I think they're going to start overthinking things now. Oh, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? As opposed to just when you're in form and you're winning, you just play that natural game and things tend to work. But the further you get down that hole, you start making more mistakes because you overthink everything. So... They've just made it really hard for themselves now to come up up against and this and you know the Irish team it's a good side and they'll want to just put the hammer into the into the coffin of the Wallabies as well now so it's really going to be tough but look we do have a good side and you go back I mean we beat French um, the French by um, no we got beat by a point against the French we were never expected to get near them um, Scotland they should have beat us but their kicker missed a similar penalty goal from the same spot to give us the win it was so it's been one point all these Test matches so far so. You know, with Lady Luck, we're three out of three. But unfortunately, the way world rugby is at the moment, it, it is pretty tight and you can't afford to miss an opportunity. And we have on a couple of occasions. So, mate, I, yeah, I don't know. It's going, to be, it's going to be tough for them this week. And then they've got Wales uh, the weekend after that. So they've still got two tough matches on this tour. Mm-hmm. And the, the way they're going at the moment, you know, and Dave Rennie's record, I think it was in uh, 2018 when Michael Checker was in charge. They won four from 13 and his record was 30 0.8% as a coach. At the moment, if the Wallabies lose against Ireland, we go four wins from 14, and Dave Rennie's um, win rate goes down to 28%. Now, what code hangs on to a coach that's got a, 
uh, winning rate that low? And I'll tell you the answer, Pete. It's rugby Australia. <laughs> They're not going to take it before the World Cup. So yeah. it's, just, it's crazy at the moment. <laughs> Mickey, before I let you go, we've had uh, uh, a text come through on the Tempera Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Back to Rugby League. And it says, hi, Peter. Mick, uh, in the Wallabies and Kiwi game, why was an Australian umpire in a World Cup allowed to umpire that game? That's from Lisa. That was in the rugby league. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, it would have been because, I, I, yeah. I, I just think that I think we've got the best referees, and I think in in a World Cup, I think you've. I mean, there's all this talk about about bias, but I think that these guys are professionals and they are the the best in the world. And I think if you put a substandard referee up against uh, in in that sort of context, I think that's creates more more dramas and more risk of error than putting in someone who you might think is going to be biased. And I just don't think they will be. I think mm. they're, going to, they're going to call it as they say. You know, you've got an Australian referee referees the rugby league grand final, which is probably one of the best games that you'll see all year. So I, I think those sorts of blokes are more than capable of, of remaining unbiased in that test match situation. Good on you, Mickey. Thanks for joining us. Yes, the Kangaroos taking on Samoa. They uh, knocked out the Kiwis, of course, in the semi-final of the Rugby League World Cup. And, of course, the Rugby World Cup, one of the big events on the planet, happens next year. And Sterling Mortlock, former World Cup captain, reckons we've got no hope, Mick, but funnier things have happened. <laughs> But, mate, and look, I'm going across there for... Uh, I've got... I'm leading a tour. If anyone wants to go on it, rugbyworldcuptour.com. But I'm going across for the pool matches, so the good thing is I'll actually get to see them play. I remember I went across in 2007, and when I landed in France, they were landing back in Australia. So at least this way, I'm going to guarantee to see them play. <laughs> good on you, mate. And uh, you'll have a great group with you. Thanks for joining us. We'll keep in touch. Thanks, Pete. Good on Always you. a pleasure. Cheers, mate. All right, uh, Mickey Collis, uh, talking rugby league and rugby. Uh, as he said, uh, when it comes to Samoa, one of his schoolmates now is the coach of the Samoan team. And wish him and, wish him and of course, the Samoan players all the best uh, for their World Cup final match against the Kangaroos this weekend. It's a quarter to six. This is Sports Day with Peter Vlas, where we may be listening on SEN Track 657, uh, SEN Spirit 621 in Bunbury in the southwest, SEN Goldfields at 1611 on DAB Plus Radio at SEN Peel or SEN WA on the SEN app. Great to have you on board, of course. Get behind the Perth Wildcats this season. If you'd like to see them in action and be up close and personal, happens at RAC Arena, head to ticketech.com.au and get your tickets uh, for whatever games to still remain in this uh, 2022-23 season at the Wildcats. It's a quarter to six. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.